navigating changes in the market and working out the best strategies to grow your property management business is difficult. In this episode, I'm talking to Simon Lehman, founder of AJL Atelier, about strategies that property managers can adopt and how technology can help in growing their business. Getting support in your business is crucial and life as a property manager can be lonely and challenging at times. That is why I've created a membership specifically for property managers to have ongoing support with expert advice and to learn from others. Click the link in the show notes for the full information and for joining. So let's now head into the show. Hello and welcome to this episode of Grow Your Holiday Let Business with me, Jane Mack. And today I'm joined by Simon Lehman, who is from AJL Atelier, who is one of the world's most foremost experts on short-term rental and vacation rental. So welcome, Simon. I am delighted to have such an industry expert on the show today. Thank you, Jane. So, Simon, you have held many top-level positions in the industry over the years, and you're a sought-after speaker and panellist, among many other things. So I thought it would be just really useful just if you could just give us a little bit about your background and about AJ Atelier, because there may be some people out there who are maybe not aware of it, so it would be great to hear just what it does. Yeah, so I've been in the industry for 20 years. Call me a vacation rental nerd, if you wish. Um, <clears throat> I had the honour of uh, being the CEO of one of the largest property management companies for close to 10 years. Uh, I was on the board of HomeAway, which you can see on my background. We sold that to Expedia. Um, I had several of angel investments in the short-term rental, vacation rental tech landscape. And 2018, uh, my wife Christina and I, we have decided to found the company called AJL Atelier, which is actually named after our three children, funny enough, uh-huh. so it's Alison, Jack and Eileen Lehman. And you can see the logo, it represents, the A represents the Amazing. roof of a vacation home. And the line across it shows that we're a, a global consulting firm. So we are a boutique mm. uh, consultancy firm uh, mm. doing advisory for M&A. So if you want to sell your business, buy your business, mm. get valuations, get guidance on your financial performance. So we do that mm. in the short-term vacation rental industry. And then we consult property management businesses. Our largest customer has a few thousand units under management. Our smallest customers has 40 units on the management in the Swiss Alps. Uh-huh. So we are very diverse and we help on strategy, on operation, on distribution, on marketing, on technology stack <laughs> and all the other challenges that we face. As a, a lettings company on a daily basis, we're very familiar with those. And one thing that we find very interesting, we've done work in, in Australia and in, in Asia Pacific, in, in Europe mostly and, and the US also Latin America. We're in a universal industry. And everybody thinks they're unique, but they're not. So at the end of the day, the challenges we're facing on a daily basis doesn't matter where you are on this world. Short-term rental, vacation rental, uh, they're all facing very similar challenges. And uh, that's a peace of mind that I can give to people. You're not alone. And uh, the more we share, the better we get at it. Mm -hmm. And that's what you do in your show. And and it's always good for us to participate in these type of uh, engagements because yeah. we can share our knowledge. Absolutely, Simon. And with you know, I love that You're, you have so much knowledge and experience from the background that you can bring it across such a diverse range of companies. Um, you know, because I think when you say when you're dealing with companies with you know hundreds of units, right down to ones that are just 40. So it just shows you just how much, no matter what stage of a business you're at in, the, in this industry, we all need that support somewhere, don't we? Um, and I love the name. I never realised that's where AJ Atelier, where the name came from. 
in in terms of uh, your children. So that's, that's a really nice way. And now every time I see that, I'm just going to I'll remember it that way. So it's a very good way to remember it as well. Um, so as you said, property managers face a lot of challenges across across the industry and globally. You know, it's all the same things, and that's what we wanted to talk to about um, because that's mainly I deal with a lot of property managers and property management companies, and that's why I thought having a good conversation about their challenges and you know how they can overcome these and, and different things to look at would be great to chat about today. So one of the things I know Simon you and I spoke about previously was the changes in the market <clears throat> excuse me and the constant changes in the market can really throw those extra challenges for property managers because not only are they dealing with the everyday just running of the business when all these market changes kick in that's another thing to think about. So you know what's going on at the moment that <clears throat> oh, excuse me, I have a frog in my throat today. Uh, you know, what's going on today in the market that property managers should be aware of? Absolutely. So if we look at market changes, I mean, there's different facets to the market and what <clears throat> sort of creates the market. I mean, the way we look at it in our industry, in a holistic way, mm-hmm. is we're connecting guests with owners or we connect owners with guests, right? And And everything in between... Uh, is sort of that's the mark that creates the market. So the type of owner needs. What does the e owner need today with higher interest rates, higher amenity costs? Uh, what does the guest need? Travel more often, more flexible opportunities at work. Um, so they need to already give need, need to be given attention. So to start on a <clears throat> on a micro level is you need to understand who is the customer that you serve. And, you know, what we a, a lot of people say to us all the time, we love mm. that we're dealing with yep. two different type of customers, guests and owners. And I always say we need, first of all, we need to take a balanced approach and need to treat both of them equally. That's something that I'm, I'm extremely focused on, on our consulting mandate. Mm. Normally we see more guest-facing uh, companies or mer- more guest-centric companies and others are more owner-centric uh, companies. And I believe we need to take a very balanced approach. Mm. Uh, can be debated depending on the business model uh, but that's definitely yeah. something we feel more and more important. Homeowners, they want more transparency. That's a clear trend. More transparency. Homeowners have a lot of different opportunities to let their homes on air, on platforms like Airbnb and others, doing distribution only. Why do you pay commission, etc., uh, etc. Et so, um, and then on the guest side, we have a, a quite substantial change in guest persona as well. Pre pre pandemic and now more frequent, shorter stays. Uh, booking windows are potentially changing. We have cor- we have corporate travelers, we mm. have digital nomads, and we have remote workers who, who travel more often. Uh, I just had an example in our own company last week. Uh, one of our senior consultants who lives in Vienna, he just went with his partner to, to Spain for a week mm. because he just needed the sun. And at the end of the day, he needs a laptop and a, and a mm. Wi-Fi and a, and a proper place to work. Do we have a proper place to work? Do we have a proper Wi-Fi? Mm-hmm. Do we have maybe even a screen and a dedicated chair and 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 uh, and table for these type of workers? Well, if we do, we can attract those. So I think we need to be very mindful when we when we look at our two different uh, type of customers. How are they have their needs changed, and how can we accommodate those? And how mm-hmm. well do we know these personas of the guests and the owners? And then the last piece <clears throat> I would like to address that has changed within the market yeah. environment is technology. Uh, technology is constantly evolving and now with AI even more so, artificial intelligence is changing the way we consume uh, technology, the, how, the way we use it uh, to make us more efficient. And 
I think what's most important, even for companies that are, or, or, or agencies that are less tech savvy, that's definitely something you need to pay a lot of attention to, to adopt technology yeah. to the best possible usage. Um, yeah. and, and that's evolving very, very rapidly. So I think that's a yeah. very big trend that we need to Absolutely, Simon. I see more and more property managers, I think, getting overwhelmed sometimes with the amount of technology that's out there because they just think, God, where do I start? There's so many companies now, and as you say, it's forever evolving. But it's, got, it's gone beyond just the, here's a booking system, how to capture your bookings and, and that, so that side. But it's gone right down the route of the AI for guest communications and linking with your housekeepers and with trades and external suppliers. There's just so much out there, you know, where do they start? Um but I'd love to talk a wee bit more about this in a second, but just to jump back where well, it was in my head, actually, you were saying about um, those two different owner, customers that we have, our owners and our, our guests. And I certainly see a lot now these days that everybody is talking about who is your actually ideal guest and actually being aware of it. Because nowadays, I think with the saturation out there and so many more short term rentals on vacation rentals out there in the market, you've got to be really, really specific on who you're actually targeting. Um, and I think that's something that's very new. And if you've never come from a marketing background, that can be quite a tough one to get your head around and to, to actually start thinking of, oh, actually, who are my customers? Who are who is it that's coming and staying with us? You know, who who do I want to come and stay with us? So certainly, that's a, a tough one out there. I've, I've heard a lot of property managers do, um, and thankfully, there's a lot of good marketing experts out there who are there to help them. But that's quite a tough one I find at the moment. Yeah, I I I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. In in, in a, lot, a lot of cases. <clears throat> with companies we work with, they don't even know really who their customers are, right? Are there are there more families? Are there more individuals? Weekenders, mm-hmm. uh, traveling with pets? Where is their origin from? Mm-hmm. Are they coming from a specific urban area? Are there internationals? How do they normally travel? And especially the more and more we depended on online travel agents, OTAs like Booking, Verbo, Expedia, Airbnb, on creating demand then, you know, in a lot of cases, people don't really know who their customers are. And I think mm-hmm. that's absolutely important also to start building your mm-hmm. direct distribution and, and, and have repeat customers. If you have great reviews, mm-hmm. we haven't talked about reviews. That's another one that become even more and more important uh, for us for direct marketing strategies mm-hmm. and uh, and engage with your guests and, yeah, and have absolutely. them to come and back to your repeat customers well, are right? cheapest customer to get, aren't they? Because you you've already you've already captured them. They they, they know absolutely. they know like and trust you already. <clears throat> and they'll also put referrals out there. They'll talk if they're happy with their stay, then they're more likely to refer you as well. So once again, um, you know, getting those reviews out there. And the thing is, people don't share them either. I see a lot of that as well. People don't share these great reviews that they get. They don't tell people about them. Which yes, they're on website or maybe on Google Business, but say, put it out there and tell people, share share what, why people are staying with you, what have they enjoyed, why are they liking it? Encourage people, because that's, once again, that's a validation of, of your services as well. Um, and just when you said about how, how we can sometimes give a different service to our owners, to your guests, that was always something that always really stuck with me, was making sure my owners were so well treated alongside my guests. Because all I could think was, if I don't have an owner, I can't have guests. So without your owners, there is no business. But so you can't, you've got to have those first before you even get a guest through the door. Um, so yes, those really strong relationships with your owners as well as your guests was something that was really, really important to us in a business. Um, and it, to be honest, it stood the test of time with us and it helped us a lot in terms of combating certain competition that was trying to steal owners from us and different things of changes in the market. 
but we were very, very much in contact with our owners and made sure that they knew what we were doing, how we were doing things to help them, how we would make changes. And we really had that really strong relationship with them. So it definitely, definitely does pay off really when you treat your owners the same as your guests. The only thing I would add there, don't go overboard. You can also Mm -hmm. say no to an owner Um, and you can push back because if the owner causes you more challenges than what he brings you good, then you can, you can all, you know, a lot of property managers are scared to lose homes, which is clear. And not good. It must be a day for I have a phone in my throat as well. Funny enough, yeah. that's right. So, so we should feel comfortable in pushing back owners. And one thing that I urge people all the time to do better um, and more professionally is communicate mm-hmm. value proposition to homeowners. In most cases, uh, homeowners don't really yes. know what you're going through on a daily basis. And there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong in making that very transparent. You know, what kind of customer mm-hmm. uh, guest inquiries you deal with and guest complaints and this and that and the other. I mean, the property mm-hmm. manager is doing such an amazing job. And in most cases, people just think, well, I can put it on a platform, then everything is fine. Well, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot that goes in between, you know, dealing with payments and complaints and this and that and the other. No. And homeowners in a lot of cases don't mm-hmm. know. They care about their castle. But managing 400 <laughs> castles with 400 Absolutely. kings and queens is a challenge, right? And... Uh, and sometimes we need to push back on them yeah. as well and say, look, this is enough now. We've done what we could. Because what we hear in a lot of yeah. times, owners will come back again. Because at the end of the day, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of other things that are important. Occupancy, mm-hmm. yeah, ADRs, etc. I know, et cetera, et over the time, I have ended some owner contracts because of either things that I knew it wasn't working between us or they had been quite dishonest about various things. And, I, and I've ended them. And it didn't feel bad at all because actually... Getting rid of, I say getting rid of sounds terrible, but they actually end that contract, freed up my time to bring on other people who actually were going to really value the service we were giving. Um, and I, and I, I've just been working with a client who has now said, actually, she says, I feel so much comfort now. I am standing my ground with my owners. You know, she's had people try to write rewrite her contracts. I'm like, why is your contract your business? Why are you letting an owner rewrite your contract? But I think when you start out in this business and everything goes really well and more properties come on and the business grows, we kind of stop and think, well, if that's what they want, I'll provide it. You feel you have to provide what everybody seems they want you to provide. And it, and it can't work like that. So it is a, you are allowed. At the end of the day, it's your business and you can push back. And it's just making people realise that. Yep. And it's okay to not take on every single property because a lot of them won't be right for you. And that's okay. So, but yeah, dealing, dealing with difficult owners, I'm quite sure it's something across the world and globally is an issue anyway, because at the end of the day, these are people with a lot of investment that they're they're trust, entrusting you with to look after and um, and bring them some return on. So um, yeah, you're going to get those difficult ones. Totally. Um, and then, you know, we've talked about there about sort of changes in the market and how property managers, how they can adapt to these changes. You know, looking about sort of property managers and how they want to take their business forward, um, you know, you know, having a plan in place where they want the business to go. What's your advice to property managers who are looking to sort of start thinking about growing the business or the direction they want to go in? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. That's obviously where when we come in uh, to help people to sort of sort through uh, these questions and, mm-hmm. and some look and build a strategy, I think. I think even in our own lives, we sort of have a strategy where we want to end up with or what is our North Star and where do we want to be? You know, am I building this business as a, as a lifestyle business? It pays me income. It, 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 uh, it, it supports my family. Well, great. That's that's a strategy as well. 
uh, do I want to be the largest on the island or the largest in the region or uh, the most profitable? So it's a unit count. Unit count is not relevant. It's, I think for us, it's the financial performance of a business is far more relevant over time. Uh, do I want to sell this business eventually because I want to grow it? Do I want to hand it over to my kids? Uh, you know, sort of have a plan and think about, you know, is it really growth that I want? I believe the way the unit economics work in our industry and as the competition grows, we're sort of forced mm. to continue to yeah. grow, right? I think standing still is a very challenging thing to do uh, while we're dealing with more costs, on, maybe on technology or, or, or labor costs or whatever. I think we are doomed to grow. And this is not bad, mm. but we need to accept that as well. Because, and then defining that path. What is my strategy? Why am I in this game? You know, a lot of people and folks that have sort of started five, six years ago, mm -hmm. they came in it by accident, right? They started with one and two and then they grew. I've been in this business for more than 20 years and I've, I've led a company that was founded in 1965. And, and obviously holiday lettings and vacation rental is nothing new. I always <laughs> say it's actually older than hotels and it's a fact. Because we always have, we have even shared our caves with each other, right? In the Stone Ages. So this is not new. And, and we need to think about what is my plan in this? And, and, and doing something by accident is a challenge. And people will realize how hard this is. I know people who founded businesses five years ago. They've never taken a holiday. I mean, that for me is not a plan. That's not a strategy. That is just, that is just not good. And so you need to think about, yes, you're replaceable. Yes, there can be other people can manage your business as well. Yes, you can hire people. It's an investment, but it will pay itself off because you have a plan. And I think it's, it's sitting down, thinking about these questions and then creating a plan on, on building something that, you know, accommodates where I want to be in one year, in three years, in five years. And this is the strategy that I have. I think not having a plan and not having a strategy is extremely dangerous. And eventually you get so tired at it that you, you start making the yeah, wrong decisions. No, uh, absolutely. And you touched on a really well. valid point there about they just work, work, work without taking time off because, well, it's my business. I have to be here and it'll all fall apart if it's not me running it. And how can I possibly spend money bringing people in? And, it, and that happened to me. I was victim to it at one stage before I made changes. And a lot of people still are. Um, and I think it's so important now that we realise there is support out there in various ways, be it in online support, be it you know people you actually want to employ, whether it's subcontracting work. There is so much out there available to us now, certainly way more than I ever had back when I had the business, which um, which also leads into the, the likes of the technology. You know, all the stuff that's out now is fantastic, but that technology as well can really help you to help you step back and actually let it run some of the processes that you're so used to managing manually. Um, so looking at the tech stacks you mentioned earlier, Simon, or how do you see that they can help people in growing their business so that they can take step, take those step back from the daily tasks and try and get themselves some, some normal time off? Yeah, this is... Uh... <laughs> This is a chicken and an egg conversation here. And I think I, I, this just mm -hmm. latches onto the, the strategy and the plan. Um, you know, I think you need to have your plan. Like in, in your plan, it also decides mm -hmm. what you want to stand for, what type of quality of inventory do you want to have, what kind of guests you want to address. Are you a luxury rental company? Are you sort of, you know, are you more a unique rental company, whatever it is? 
So define a lot of these first before you make technology decision. Mm -hmm. This is extremely important. Technology will not solve your problems. And that's something that we're seeing in many cases where people just grew organically, didn't have a real strategy, used some tech, and then they think, you know, everything is broken and we need to change tech now to another PMS. It's the worst thing you can do. Change over costs are extreme. Uh, a lot of things can happen as well. You need to do it the other way around. You need to think what you need and then yeah. decide which technology can do that. And in a lot of cases, it's like Microsoft on a daily basis. Who of you out there is using uh, Excel's capabilities no. to 95%? No one, right? We use 5%, 10% of its capabilities. Mm -hmm. And in the PMS, it's exactly the same. They always blame the PMS first. Can't do this, can't do that. Well, if the adoption rate is only 20%, well, no wonder, right? Because you're too busy doing workarounds because yeah. something doesn't work. You don't train staff properly. You don't do onboarding. So you do a workaround with your PMS. So I think plan strategy first, then technology. Mm -hmm. And then technology can be wonderful to help you grow, to create efficiencies. And, and you shouldn't be overwhelmed. I think you would need a core set of technologies. Of course, you need a PMS. You need a direct website that is... Uh, in best case, directly integrated or with a website provider uh, as well. And then you need some good technology for, for distribution. If the PMS doesn't provide a full-fledged channel manager, which in most cases today it does, uh, you need to think where is your demand from and go with, with as many channels as you can and and add a channel manager yeah. to it. That's a good way to start. And these P So you need to sit down and define your requirements, mm -hmm. your specification, the way we call that, first and then you source your PMS. I hardly know any property manager out there of new ages that hasn't changed <laughs> its PMS at least once already. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I, I, I know of several off the top of my head straight away who have made changes because, oh, it couldn't do this and I didn't like it. But actually now even they've adopted the new one, um, you know, it's, it's actually taking the time to use their support help that's there because they all have this phenomenal support available take time out and work with them find out how you use it find out the functionalities and the features and actually put them to use um and i think as well for some property managers that's a time constraint they see that as i don't have time but actually put the time in then and you're going to save it down the line because it's going to do so many better things for you as well um, and I and I think you know I I see some of the technology out there and I think if that was me I I'd be like shiny object syndrome I thought oh my god I want this and I want this and I want this and all these great things but you're right you do need to actually decide what what actually is that that I am offering here before I know what I actually need you know and a smaller businesses won't need maybe the all the extra sort of services out there that technology can give it's not needed it may look like a great thing to have but maybe you just don't need it but it's finding out what the type of business you are but you know as you say when people grow organically they just grow and think oh, i'm just doing all this stuff and i'll offer all these things and that's what i'm doing but actually there's no plan to it it's just you just keep taking more on and doing and doing so um yeah it, it's that stopping and reflecting yeah exactly you know the processes on one side that do you want to do in-person yeah. check-ins? Then you have different needs from a technology standpoint or if you have remote check-ins mm -hmm. with automated door locks. Yeah. Your technology requirements are totally different. Mm -hmm. So this depends on what kind of service yeah. you want to provide. That's one perfect example where we see a lot of disconnect. And the other one is actually accounting because very few PMSs have a full-fledged integrated accounting system where you can do also uh, local reporting to your mm -hmm. local, uh, local uh, requirements as well. And, and we see the biggest problem 
problem for organic grown companies, the disconnect between what they have built for their accounting needs yeah. and how does that integrate or not at all into the PMS. And therefore you have endless uh, labor uh, intensive processes mm -hmm. that you need to do double accounting uh, because you can't mm -hmm. do owner payments properly. Owner payments need to be made manually. Then you have invoices from cleaners and maintenance people. So I think that's where you can probably yeah. solve the biggest mistakes or problems you can make is that you're you're really setting up a good way of doing the accounting that is integrated with your PMS and vice versa. Oh, 100%. And, you know, I firsthand experience of the <laughs> manual work of paying housekeepers and maintenance invoices and owner statements and getting it all into one place is one of the best things you could ever, ever do. And let as much of it automate through the system and that you can put in because that is one hell of a time-consuming aspect, pulling all that together. For multiple See, this is already the proof that I, you and I have not worked professionally together and I didn't know your business, but I could guess that was one of your challenges already. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I think I've, I've had over, over <laughs> managed over 100 properties over the time. So when you've had these volumes, the owner statements, the housekeeping, you know, and housekeepers are paid weekly. They need, you know, they were all self-employed. So that's a weekly task, paying your housekeepers every single week. And, you know, maintenance, you know, maintenance and trades come in. They want paid within the week. You know, that's a weekly payment again. You know, you've got to keep these people happy. So if you can automate as much as that, my God, that is one hell of a time saver for people. So definitely, definitely worth looking in any sort of technology or PMS system. If you need to provide and pay for all that, absolutely see if you can integrate it because that is going to save so much time down the line. Um, but I love the example you gave of the personal greeting of a guest or are they going to go straight to property and the door lock technologies. What that takes me on to thinking about is um, like the future of property management. So as you said, Simon, there, you know, there is no one one right way of doing it. You, you can choose how you want to be, how much personal you want to give or you don't want to. You know, that's entirely up to how you want to do it. But looking at the future of it, I've seen, once again, I've seen firsthand sort of the bigger companies, like centralising operations and removing local offices, which for me, I always think is the, the core of property management, having those, those personal services. But is property management just going to be for those independent, smaller local companies now? Are the big ones kind of pushing away from it um, and being more central with, with their operations? What's your thoughts on the future of it all? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I would probably centralise as much as you possibly can as, mm. and, and creating more efficiencies as well. Um, just recently, just a couple of weeks ago, I consulted a firm in Italy with uh, 300 units in a city. Uh, very successful business. Uh, and, you know, they wanted to do personal check-ins for all their guests. Mm -hmm. And they think, you know, that sets us apart and that's what customers expect and, and, and they, they appreciate that. And then I turned that around and said, you know, after you, they have a lot of North American guests as well. And there's like, you know, if you travel 10 hours, you want to be greeted by somebody who chews your ear off about all the things you can do in town. Just give me the key and I go to <laughs> sleep. Right. So, so, you know, this is the perception a lot of companies have. Mm -hmm. That's what we do is right. But have you ever asked your guest, is that right for them? Yeah. And then they were like, oh, my God, you're right. And then I said, look, the key office is only, you know, 800 meters or a kilometer furthest away from each unit. They can the people are used to it now. This is mm -hmm. these are not five star luxury villas with 10 bedrooms where you need to do a personal check in and a tour mm -hmm. and this and that. So we need to know what our customers need and then adjust yeah. our operations to it. So that mm -hmm. comes to your next question. 
I definitely see a lot more centralization. You need to mm -hmm. put the smile where the smile is needed. And that can be in the destination towards the guest and the owner. But mm -hmm. there's so many back office tasks and, you know, other ways of, of how things can be automated and created efficiencies. Mm -hmm. Look, our business remains hyper fragmented. Our business remains hyper local. That's where the action happens. Yeah. But you need to put the resources where it actually creates value to be hyper-local and, and, and hyper-fragmented, mm -hmm. where it yeah. doesn't in terms of revenue management, distribution, yeah. mm -hmm. anything you can centralize, you should centralize to the max, you know, and, and, and look at these markets. If you're in multi-markets, uh, you know, look at them centrally. People always, you know, this is another thing, you know, I've, I've consulted companies of being around for 20 years in the local market. I say, I do revenue management myself and I'll never let that out of your hand. It's like, Look, we can do. We will do a pilot, and I'll tell you the machine will will outperform you because it can process more data than your brain can, yeah. even with the his, historic knowledge that you have mm -hmm. on the market. You know, and that's yeah. like still the, ho the 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 holy grail to think revenue management needs to be done by expertise. Yes, expertise is extremely important, mm -hmm. but the way we can do data processing nowadays with deep learning and machine learning. And artificial intelligence, no one, no human brain can compete with that from a historical data standpoint, from a future uh, uh, trend demand uh, data standpoint. And therefore, a technology needs to help you in centralization for these non-personal added value services is something you need to uh, uh, yeah. keep central as, as much as you can. Yeah, definitely. And I used to spend every year, I would have a time as sort of January, February of going through every single property's rentals, comparing it with the area and the other people, similar properties. And this is obviously before any of this dynamic pricing, revenue management, they didn't, they weren't out there yet. And it is a huge, huge, huge time consuming job to do. Um, and as you say, you can still, ha you can have your revenue management, but still keep that expertise by looking at it and thinking, do you know what, maybe you can have a minimum or maximum because you know your market, you know locally what people should be paying and you wouldn't want it to drop any further than a particular limit. And that's where the expertise can come in. But God almighty, see that, let, let a machine do that for you because that's a huge, huge job. Um, and it's, as you say, it's processing data that we can't even compare ourselves to even think about doing. So, um, you know, things like that are, are really, really important. Um and, you know, the other side of it is the actual management side. The actual, there is still a feet on the ground service in terms of you do need people on the ground in this industry. There has to be those people who need to physically go to a property, be there for your guests. I mean, I've had to move people property and I've had to drive them to and forth and, and move them between and you get involved because it's that type of a service. But as you say, be able to maximise the amount of stuff you can automate then makes life so much easier. It also Absolutely. means you can give that focus. You can give that focus you need to when you need to provide a personal service in one way or another. You're there to do it and you can actually provide a really good service that way to your customers, um, be it your guests or your owners as well. So, yes, definitely, definitely needed. Um, Simon, it's been lovely chatting to you today about this. I love your absolute wealth of knowledge you have um, on various companies across the world. I think that's what makes it so interesting is all the different companies because we're all having the same challenges, but it's also really good to hear about the different companies, different sizes and different countries and the things that everyone's experiencing. And as you said right at the beginning, it's the same processes, it's the same everything we're doing. It's just and each company's got to find their way that's going to work for them and the way that's going to meet their needs and what their needs of their guests are. So thank you so much for coming on today. It's been wonderful speaking to you today. It's been a great pleasure, Jane, and uh, good luck with everything. And I hope I was able to give some input that uh, can be put in action. And obviously, we're more than happy to help 
uh, in more detail if that is required. But uh, it's been a great pleasure and uh, a lot of fun. Thank you, Jane. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode and I hope you've got some great takeaways from it. This is the last episode for this season and I will be bringing you more great guests in June this year. Make sure you subscribe to be notified when the new episodes start again. So now's your time to catch up on any missed episodes and go and grow your holiday let business.